Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello. <laughs> Hello again. And we are back. And we are. With another episode. And as promised, we want to start giving some more sessions where we explain that there is a rigorous formula for human brain development. Yes, there and is. Why do we say that? Basically, the, the whole premise of cognitivology is that the human brain is a microcosm of the universe and the cosmic universe is subject to the fundamental laws of energy, matter, space-time, light speed, gravity, curvature of space-time, electromagnetism. And so there's one set of rules um, that govern all of those forces. Yes. And then there's several fields, of course, whereas if you get into quantum mechanics, they'll talk about the fields of, I guess you could say energy and matter, but there's... Um, the fields that exist and existed before molecular structures, which are non-molecular, just like the human brain has a chemical and a non-chemical uh, set of systems that 
process knowledge and information. So it's visible and invisible. Right. And intuition, which is one and the same as the natural wireless, can work, uh, works pretty much on the non-chemical, non-molecular system, you could say. But um, it sort of does both simultaneously at the same time. Uh, I think that there'll be more evidence showing that because particles can transmit information. So a particle will transmit information to another particle, but then it does it in that non-particle, non-chemical wireless um, transmission right. system. Right. So, and Those we all have, in, right. We all have intuition, which is one in the same, or just like energy and matter are both, but different manifestations of the same thing. So is intuition and the natural wireless, both, but different, same manifestations of the same thing. Right. So, and, and I'm taking that directly from a quote of Einstein, which I actually posted in one of my LinkedIn pages the other day. But so there's, there's a couple of ways to define E equals MC square in terms of human brain development. So the first thing to understand is that we want to know the knowledge of the universe. Why do we want to do that? Because it's actually part of human brain development mm -hmm. with our advanced reasoning, computational thinking, Decision making and creative capabilities, uh, things that we want to do, such as build planes, trains, and automobiles, or whatever else. Uh, we have to be aware of what the forces of the universe are and how we are going to manipulate them. So we manipulate them to create these things, but we can never change the fundamental laws of physics, which right. is a good thing because if the laws of physics changed or were inconsistent, then, you know, we'd have to change aerodynamics on planes all the time or trains or whatever, right? That's the last thing we'd want to do. I mean, it's one thing to build new types of air travel or, or, or boat travel. Or just or, travel in general. Right. But the last thing we want to have to do is, is deal with, you know, the psychotic nature of you know, of the universe changing its laws. <laughs> that that was, was new. That was I don't new. necessarily know if you've ever I've never said that before. The universe is a psychotic. I would say no. If it was, <laughs> I know. But what I'm saying is that if it suddenly changed its laws and the way it governs the forces and fields of the universe, then we'd have to constantly change the way we build and operate many things. That is true. Be it computers or cell phones or TVs yep. or planes or rockets, because all of those things... Or anything man-made. How about that? Or anything. Anything right? man-made is based yes. on the laws of the but universe. But, physics, and if the laws in the of the universe and physics start, you know, hopping around and changing, <laughs> then 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 the uh, then the logical conclusion would be that man made things would cease to be functionable. Right, that's actually true. And most of the things we have now are because of E equals M C square, even if people are unaware of that. So every time you make a phone call, you should say. Thank you, Einstein. Thank you, Albert. <laughs> you know, 
Thank you, Albert, or get on your computer, whatever the case might be. So there are several reasons why E equals MC square is relevant to the way that we approach real brain development, which is the core of human development and the standard model that we want to use to continue advanced innovations and solutions collaborations, and especially how we resolve the problems that we deal with. Because all the problems that we deal with are a, a direct result of the lack of human brain development, which is uh, based on our misunderstanding. And that misunderstanding is based on how we fail to attribute the same principles and postulates and properties of E equals MC square as it is relative to human brain development. Was that a mouthful? That was, that was a mouthful. Okay. So we have never been, nor will we, based on everything we've said, we've never been, nor will we ever be exempt from the rules and laws of the universe, which start as energy matter or the basic rule in words without the mathematical, numerical, physical equation formula of E equals MC square is basically that energy and matter can neither be created nor destroyed, but can be changed from one form to another. So anyone who says, oh, hi, I've never been a science person. I'll never really get that math thing and E equals MC square. I, I, I have zero understanding of what that actually means. Well, you understand. Everybody knows this law. Yes. So everybody does understand it. So excuses aside, well, people accept and basically understand that energy and matter can neither be created nor destroyed. True. That's basically true. what but E equals MC square there, there are many, many situations, though, where where a uh, someone will claim to understand something, but as we have said mel- multiple times, fail to uh, fail in the extrapolation of utilizing that theory or th- or theorem or um, equation to something other than the only thing they know it to be for. Right. So which is- e equals mc square. People know that as um, energy <laughs> equals mass times the acceleration squared square speed of light. Square right. the speed of light. They know that. Right. That is a that is a given to to most people. To uh, you know, but if you ask them to break that down outside of the numerical formula. Uh, I would think that's then many many people would have real uh, trouble with, with right. that. So one of the other things, yes, that's a good point. So one of the other things we want to point out is that everything is made of energy and matter. So even though people will will tend to apply it only to that one thing that they think matters, the what matters is that all things are made of energy and matter. So the principle does apply to everything. Yes. Right. And in human brain development, I mean, one of the things that we could just go ahead and directly point to is um, energy matter 
connects directly or relates directly to our neuroplasticity. So we know that energy and matter can take on many forms and formats. Everything in the world, whether it's natural or artificial, is made of energy matter. Um, and so the principles of energy and matter apply to everything. So in, it applies to our brains and the fundamental laws that govern energy matter, which is, which provides all of the resource that we need for knowledge and information because knowledge and information comes from nature, which comes from, you know, of course, energy matter. So our brains are dealing with knowledge and information and neuroplasticity allows us to flex knowledge and information in many different ways um, into our reasoning skills and our uh, creative intelligence development and all of those other things, decision-making. And, and so uh, when we think of neuroplasticity too, we're, we're speaking about energy matter in action in our brains. You know, there's a whole electromagnetic uh, light speed thing going on in conjunction with energy and matter. So this is, if you want to go to the fundamentals of science, into the fundamentals of science, you can study, even in a basic way, energy matter, and then see how it's relative to space-time and how space-time is connected to gravity, um, which affects the curvature of space-time and and electromagnetism also has to do with, uh, to some degree, how space-time curves. Mm-hmm. And then um, electromagnetism is just an invisible form of light, speed. And so we start to understand the connections. If you were to look at the brain, uh, the brain's neural net and its... Uh, function, functional action of neuroplasticity and the pathways it forms or the new pathways it forms in terms of new knowledge and information that we gain, then we're actually looking at all the forces of the universe in action mm-hmm. together. Um, and then there's intuition, which is predominantly non-chemical and wireless, and that goes in and out (laughs) of our whole physical uh, structure. So that is something that's supposed to be used much more um, in our cognitive processing. And um, I think where I was going to go with all of that, another mouthful, Mm -hmm. was that my phone talking to me? My wireless phone. Okay. Um, <laughs> was that a little cheer from my phone? Again, right on, Carla. <laughs> um, where was I going with all that? Yes. <laughs> so the first energy source in us is the emotional energy source. Yes. Right. So neuroplasticity itself is first an emotional cognitive process. Right. And then that brings us back to putting some rigor on the whole E equals MC square thing because, you know, people think that I'm just playing around with and making it look more valid, but 
when we explain all the things that we just explained and the rigor of how our brains, which want to know the knowledge of the universe, means that we are actually more uh, responsible to respect the laws of the universe because all that information is relative and a necessary ingredient to our brain's real potential, right? then we have to consider also then the emotional development of the human brain because it is an emotionally developed organ. Yes. Right. Which then affects the whole body. So cognition is a whole body process. So our whole body our whole body is subject to emotional cognition because then then the, we could talk about other processes with the hypothalamus and the peptides that feed the cells of our bodies and one for every type of emotion and what we get used to or addicted to. And we can always talk about that more sometime. Sure. But um, in terms of E equals MC squares, a more rigorous equation, if we're paralleling it, to the human brain, mm-hmm. then we can also say that emotion equals mental cognition, MC, times the square of the speed of light. If we're also uh, convening that process while we're getting a depiction of the neural net in action. Right. Because the information also travels at light speed because anything that's transmitted by light is going to follow its functional fundamental laws, which means that it's going to travel at the speed of light. I thought thought and emotion would travel faster. Um, Technically we could say, okay, so the human brain is really a quantum information processor. And even though it's said that nothing travels faster than the speed of light, it, it has to either, Information transmitted from one particle to another is traveling at the speed of light or it's traveling faster than the speed of light, which means if it's instantaneously transmitting that information to another particle, which could be on the other side of the universe, then it must be traveling faster than the speed of light. Because even in our own galaxy, we uh, I believe our galaxy is 100,000 miles, 100,000 light years long. Right. So in terms of miles. So that would mean if you started on one edge of the galaxy and traveled at the speed of light, it would take you a hundred thousand years to reach the other side. Right. The exact opposite side. So whereas if I understand correctly, a I particle think we're a little we're a little galaxy. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> A particle on one side of the our our galaxy, yes, transmitting information to a particle on the other side of the galaxy, can do that instantaneously. I that's if, an impressive little particle. Well, I, I, all particles can do that, and and you I mean if I understood the information correctly, and I believe that 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 that's true. Um, all particles are already originally entangled. So right. the, the concept that two particles entangled can transmit information between one another is that's, that's long gone because the fact is that particle can transmit information to another part, which we predicted would information would come up or scientific evidence would. And we wrote that 
a few years back. Right. And, and right. Last couple of years recent, it was like, oh, guess what? It's like, okay, we knew that. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so you have the two processes happening at the same time. So you have chemical processes happening and then you have non-chemical processes happening. And that's also yet to be proven. It's been proven in mice brains, but you know, neurons are neurons. They act like particles, even though they're primarily sort of like cells, but they do the same thing. It's been proven in mice, mice brains, but neurons are neurons. And so they'll do that wherever they go because they act like neurons. And that's what neurons do because they behave like particles. Right. So we can assume that human neurons also do that. And we have intuition. So we need them to do that. Right. <laughs> and that's what intuitions and neurons do. They do both chemical and non-chemical. Um, although intuition is more non-chemical and wireless than anything, of course. Um uh, anyway, so that whole, uh, that whole process, uh, actually testifies maybe in reverse, you know, two things can transpose into one or the other, right? Yes. So it, it almost actually on the human brain scale gives validity to E equals MC squared too, sure. rather than the other way around. It does it both ways. And, and for something to really be you know, commensurate with E equals MC squared has to follow that original principle that they can translate into one another or inter interdependently transmit. So that brings us to the first rigorous point about E equals MC squared. I feel though, to be honest, that the introduction may, because we're at about 20 minutes, mm -hmm. so we may wow, want to let end. them... Yes, but we have to conclude with this. Well, conclude with the first... Set it up. <laughs> set, set, you know, Just set up... me a lesson. Exactly. Now. Set okay. up the, the next That's uh, what I'm gonna, yeah. podcast. But... Right. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So, um, so that means that uh, when we define anything that has to do with the way we think, feel... Uh, decide it has to be able to work in both ways. And that would be what we were going to move into the next time. So uh, any definition that we have for anything in life has to be able to be interchangeable. It has to be similar. It has to follow the rules and laws of that govern the universe. So, and we talked about one of these things a couple of weeks back when we talked about that cognitiveology wants to let go of the system in place, the broken system. The broken system. Let's fail that, fail that system. So if failure is so good on our definitions of failure are that we learned so much. So it has to work both ways on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. So we have to fail that system to see what we can learn. Well, the system certainly has failed us, so might right. as well. But the broken system works, the imperfect broken system works perfectly as a broken system that is without true. fail. Without fail. And we never challenge it. We never fail it. So that first principle brings us, leads us into what it is we want to define as the proper postulates for human development. In other words, what we're ending on is that, yes, we can have our perspectives and experiences, 
But the thing that makes our perspectives and experiences more correct is when we compare them or align them or synthesize them or adjust them according to the natural laws of the universe. Because then that's the platform that gives us more access to more truthful information so that we have a pathway towards better learning and more infinite learning for what it is that we desire, both for, you know, for emotional intelligence and our intellectual intelligence, but then for our other quotients of intelligence as well, which we'll talk about more down the line. So that's that for now. I think I did two really big mouthfuls there with the whole E equals MC square thing, but. Somebody and has to say. It. Somebody has true. to say. It. It's true. It's very true. No, it was a very, it was a very good session. And um, the only, again, the only reason why I'm stopping it is because when we introduce brand new, even though if you guys have been with us for a year, this is this is uh, neither brand new nor uh, you know first time hearing of all of these ideas and postulates. Um, but that after each one of these podcasts, there's definitely something to digest. Right. To, to well, we compounded your, you know, it together. We did. Today, the E equals MC square thing. Because I think that we were leaving it out in obscurity to a certain degree. I f- feel like at this point it was starting to look like, oh, we're just trying to stick it to them or... Or, or fake it or something like that. I wanted to make E equals MC square very clear when it comes to um, how it relates to us. Okay. Yeah. So that's. Uh, okay. Well, I, very good. This is. <laughs> are you giving me is, a checkpoint? Do I get a star when this. Always. Are you going to put it. A, do I get a sticker? Oh, you need a sticker? I'm sorry. I need a sticker. I wrote about hugs today on my <laughs> post on LinkedIn. So this is this is uh, the first of in December, and uh, we'll have one more before the holidays. So I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving and is looking forward to the next set of holidays that we all seem to enjoy celebrating. And we will see you in a couple. I of may weeks. hibernate. <laughs> So take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.